Welcome to Fides Podcast. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening. My name is Jerry Serino and I am your host. A Fides is Latin for truth and our show is about the truth and that's all we're going to get in every episode is exploring the truth and rejoicing in the truth. So thanks for listening. You can find me at Jerry at FidesPodcast.com. It's Jerry at FidesPodcast.com. Uh, just a quick shout out to uh, my friend Frank Camp, who uh, his music that you're hearing in the background and you hear at the beginning of every one of my episodes. Uh, you can find him on Spotify under Frank Camp. Uh, and this song is called Heaven Can Wait. It's a great song, and there are a lot of other great ones too. So uh, thanks for listening, and let's get to this episode. Okay, and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I am your host. You could reach me anytime at uh, jerry at fidespodcast.com, or you can find me on Facebook, uh, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel where I post all of these podcast videos uh, so you can watch them if you're you're curious to see what either I look like or or any of my guests look like. You can see us on um, on YouTube. So thanks for being here. And uh, my guest tonight is um, my, the third guest I have from the the great website, uh, the College Fix. Uh, my my guest is editor Dave Huber. Dave, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, um, so you were recommended uh, to me by uh, by your colleague Jennifer, um, and um, and and we kind of you and I just kind of discussed uh, some topics. And one of the areas that uh, is very interesting to me and, and is kind of your forte that you report on uh, that that's going on in our education system is uh, sort of the uh, you know the the discussion on white privilege and. And, and how to deal with it. And there's one article in particular, and you have a ton of really good articles. You send them to me and I went through them all and they were fantastic. And there's tons of them. Um, one in particular, I'll ask you to maybe start with is, is titled New York City School Administrators Told Basic Tenets of Western Civilization Are White Supremacy. Explain that to, to, to all of us. Well, in the, uh, in the current state, of you know what they call anti-racism now, um, all pretty much got jump started with um, you know, George Floyd's killing. I mean that's that's you know, that's the reason that they use for a lot of a lot of uh, really uh, as the catalyst for really jump starting. A lot of these programs have been uh, and and workshops and teacher in services that had been in the works since you know way before that even happened. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're talking about like, for example, like uh, tenets of Western civilization uh, being, uh, you know, the basis for white supremacy. Uh, I mean, it can go anywhere. I mean, it, 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 when you say something like that, it, it could basically basically be like anything, any part of the law, um, you know, how education is set up, um, how, you know, getting you know, loans, uh, business, how business is done, the language, anything. Anything can be accused of white supremacy because it has a foundation from, you know, the, mm -hmm. the Western, the Western way of life, the way, uh, in terms of the politics, in terms of uh, governmental structure and that sort of thing. So it's really open ended and anybody can make an excuse about, you know, hey, this is racist. This is white supremacy. This is white privilege. Um, 
the fact that the majority, um, you know, that of, you know, especially here in the United States, um, you know, has, has a background, you know, from Europe, obviously, because we're white. I mean, we're, so that's what we use. Um, and, uh, you know, the majority goes. So, I mean, if that's white supremacist, I mean, I mean, yeah. if they want to call yeah. it that, that's fine. But I mean, yeah, I think I think what's you know what what I found most interesting in and I've read and and listened to a lot of of these types of discussions by a lot of different people, including obviously your articles and um, you know it's one thing to to put that theory forward. I respect that someone has an opinion, for example, on 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 what your article is talking about as far as Western civilization being white supremacy. I don't agree with that at all. But I, I could respect people having, you know, a discussion or a debate or writing about it. But I think, you know, the, the problem is, the real problem is, is that it's basically we're told if you don't agree, well, that's racism. You know, that you may not know it, but you're racist. So just accept it and we'll teach you how to understand your racism. <laughs> and in, in other words, it's pushing an idea or ideology on people, including young people. For example, one of your articles, a teacher made students stand up and apologize for their white privilege. <laughs> and, yeah, and so I, you know, I guess that, you know, I'd maybe ask you to comment on that because so many of your articles are, you, are really about coercion into you better believe this, you're racist, you're horrible, America is white supremacist, and you just accept it. Well, that, that is the problem. I mean, and ultimately, like you said, I, I, I'm very much like yourself. I mean, uh, and all of us here at the fix, I mean, we've been accused of like, just because we report on something, you know, something like, uh, you know, some professor who may have this point of view, you know, and, you know, this and that is white supremacist. We report on it. They might get, they might get some hate mail or some negative comments on social media. And then they, they come after us and we're just like, well, you know, we're not trying, we don't want you to get fired. I mean, we're very much against that. I and mean, we can't control. I mean, we, we would, we would say something like, well, as long as you're reporting about like, you know, a t what if like the local papers reporting about a teacher or something, is it because they want to get them fired? I mean, come on, but yeah, you're right. I mean, can, I'm very much for like a reasonable debate, but you know, the fact that a lot of these people that are out there now, like uh, Robin D'Angelo, the, the author of white fragility mm -hmm. and Ibram Kendi, uh, you know, it was how to be an anti-racist. I mean, well, Robin D'Angelo in particular, I mean, she, her whole basis is that like, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, it'll come back to being white fragility. I mean, there was, this, we wrote, uh, we had a, a bulletin on our site about the whole premise. And the biggest one is that her, her whole idea defies the idea that defies the premise of, of falsibility, falsifiability. You can't, there's, you can't disprove any part of it because it's so twisted and intertwined that she, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, she'll come back and say, that's you're, you're fragile. That's white privilege. That's racist, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What would you do in that case? If that you just give up, you, you just got to you know laugh at it and then walk away. Yeah. So um, in, in doing my, my research into, into all this, um, I did come across, and I don't know how well you can or, or are able to speak about Peggy McIntosh. She seems to be the, um, the sort of like pioneer in this philosophy. She wrote a list of um, 
I, I'll have to remind myself what, what she referred to it as basically, but a list of uh, maps, I believe. Go ahead. Say, say that again. The invisible knapsack. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Could you explain that and explain, you know, talk about her and go ahead. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I remember, I mean, even when I was working on like graduate degree, uh, you know, education courses, yeah. um, most of it, <laughs> most of it was a bunch of Mickey Mouse nonsense. Anyway, I remember having to read about this and, you know, as you know, teacher had been teaching for, you know, quite a few years when I started, I was like, oh boy. And I mean, really what she said, they do, they, you Macintosh, you can see, you could be like the, the originator of the, of, you know, the whole thing of white privilege and white fragility, pretty much everything comes from the catch-all phrase, white privilege. I mean, they, it seems like any any education professor or sociology professor in particular are always coming up with a new you know a new catchphrase for which they can you know they can you know, base their whole research on and you know uh, get a new book out get a journal published whatnot but um, but yeah I mean it's, her whole premise is that like whites have um, this in, like this, she calls the invisible knapsack um, they carry around things. Um, and we take for granted. And uh, I mean, actually, I mean, there are certain things that, you know, I, I don't disagree with about it. There are certain aspects I can understand about it. There's an article on the fix, uh, another bulletin that we wrote um, that uh, it says, yeah, white privilege in certain respects, you know, people can agree that it, it's there. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, whites uh, do get an advantage from it. The problem is, is the solutions that are commonly offered to help combat it, um, which unfortunately are what we get from like people like D'Angelo, Kendi, and and the guy that I sat through when I was uh, you know still teaching, guy by Glenn by the name of Glenn Singleton. Uh, his program is called Courageous Conversations. Okay. Yeah, I, I would I would recommend uh, if you're listening to to look up do just do a Google search of Peggy McIntosh and you can see her list. It's it, it's you know it, when I read her list, it it really got me thinking and it caused me to um it, it caused me to do some thinking and gather some further research, I guess. And so you know one of the things that she says is that she can you know as she's a white person, by the way, Peggy is she can go to the store and buy a Band-Aid and it'll, it will be the color of her skin, right? They're typically, you know, I don't know, they're roughly the color of a white person's skin, I guess, not perfectly. And, um, and she talks about things like that. And I, and I made me think to say, well, you know, look, the fact of the matter is, is that we are a majority white country. That's not a racist thing. You know, I, I will be the first to admit, I'm sure it sounds like you will, that African-Americans have had horrible injustices done against them without question. Um, and I think that there are still certainly biases, I you know, out there. But, um, but you know, I looked at the population, the demographics of Kenya, right, is 1% non-African. So in other words, they're basically about 1% white people. Well, I'm certain that all the people in leadership in their government are black, right? The commercials they see on TV and the movie stars or whatever they have are black because of the majority. And that's, that would be the case in any country. The dominant nationality would be represented everywhere. I look at that as just 
those are that's math. Those are numbers. And I don't know, in the country in which African Americans are a minority, I see many, many of them out there, and I'm happy to see it, right? In various areas. Absolutely. But um yeah, so so I would look up I would look up Peggy McIntosh. Um what 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 do you think it if if this isn't sort of uh putting you on the spot is it was your maybe most egregious or or interesting article that you wrote or or bit of information that you found um in in doing all these uh, all this research and writing uh, it's really hard to put a uh yeah. put the put the finger on just one yeah uh, i mean for example i think i sent you the link uh you know my own personal experience uh um it's, I mean, they're actually, I, I just recently heard from a colleague or a former colleague. I'm, I'm, I've been out of teaching for going on six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but a good buddy of mine who's still uh, in the district where I taught uh, just uh, contacted me the other day and said they're actually still, they're starting to bring back a lot of the stuff that we went through in the early 2000s, uh, mm-hmm. a Singleton's program. Um, basically, again, like jump started due to, you know, the, the, George Floyd, uh, killing, which, you know, you know, um, uh, jumpstarted a lot of, uh, you know, or in re reinvigorated a lot of the uh, programs that are going on now. Sure. Um, and, um, the thing was about it back then, I mean, the thing that really, um, I, matter of fact, somebody from the heritage foundation, uh, uh, she was interested in uh, how teachers uh, were reacting to a lot of these programs. And um, one thing I think a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of people that are politically centrist and, and, and even progressive are very opposed to a lot of what like is the forceful aspect of a lot of these programs Um, mm-hmm. the, the lack of they, they like for example singleton's program is called courageous conversations but yeah i always say they're anything but i mean it's just a great you know moniker it's a great tagline to use like oh wow this will be great we'll have an honest conversation about race but like you said earlier as as well i mean that's the that's the farthest thing that from what they want it's basically comes down to agree with me or you know you're going to be labeled the R word. You'll be an outcast, a pariah, um, and people. And, and the program that we went through, I remember, was the, it was the first couple of days that we had of the school year. Opening the school year this way with this guy, and people were at, at each other's throats. Uh, people arguing back and forth. And it was the most offensive thing I had ever gone through. And um, I'm starting to bring it back now, according to my buddy. Um, and, you know, they're going, obviously, they're doing, they're doing it like a lot of virtual trainings right now, which mm-hmm. is interesting, I guess. But, you know, Zoom meetings. But, um, but again, I, it, I mean, I have um, many progressive, uh, uh, politically progressive and centrist friends and colleagues and people I know that are still in the, and they absolutely are opposed to these. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first... I first, when I first started blogging about uh, in the early 2000s about, and I, and I did write a piece about Singleton. It caught the eye of a uh, college professor in uh, Wisconsin, very progressive. His wife was a teacher, mm-hmm. had gone through the same exact program, and he was appalled. He was appalled at it. He's like, this is, this is garbage. I mean, there's nothing more divisive that you can have, not only for staff, but students as well. And it's starting to filter down more and more into the classroom. 
Well, it's in the classroom and it's also in the, um, in corporate America or, you know, industry business out there for, uh, adults, you know, older, you know, all of us out there. Um, which again, I have no problem with a discussion on race. I think it's interesting and great. And, and I respect people's feelings, um, in, in perspective, especially of a different race than mine, they have different experiences. Um, I, I want to kind of finish up with a couple bits of, of facts from my perspective, uh, for people who just want to know information. And again, whatever side of the, this, this issue you fall on, if you disagree with me and Dave completely, and it's fine, you know, that's fine. But, you know, the, the white Americans make up the uh, 41% of the, our population that is in poverty. It's a large percentage percentage. There are a lot more poor white people than there are of any other race. The wealthiest uh, race in this country is Asian just for people's perspective on that. Okay. Um, and I just always like to, to say that, you know, while white people, you know, have done a lot of bad things. So have all sorts of people throughout history, have they not? But, you know, white people did end slavery, right? It was, it was predominantly white people that were fighting and dying. Um, white people brought about religious freedom for all people and fought and died in wars, uh, freeing people and certainly brought about with with African Americans as well brought about uh, civil rights that were were certainly uh, well well needed and deserved for for blacks in this country. Um, it was plenty of white people marching in in po- political positions that passed laws. So, you know, I just I just am not a big fan personally of the constant pointing of fingers and living in the past and blaming. You know, we all have challenges. Um, we all seek privilege for our children and for ourselves do we not so um so dave so um on on that we can find all of your articles on the college fix is that the best place do you have any you said you had a blog do you have a separate or, or you used to have a blog do you still have one no unfortunately it's now defunct and gone uh okay service sir, gone unfortunately but uh it was a lot of fun while it happened but yeah you can find everything i put up there on, on the fix and um, okay yeah i recommend everyone i i um i go to the college fix, you know, a couple times a day, if not more, it really is a great site. Um, really excellent with, uh, writers like yourself and, and a lot of, uh, uh, college, you know, student writers who are being mentored by people like you and Jennifer and Matt lamb, who was on the show, uh, uh, in the past on my show, uh, you're mentoring these, these young writers, they're doing really great stuff. They're doing what the mainstream media really should do and educating people and, Again, we could all disagree, but let's have a discussion. So, uh, Dave, it was great talking with you again. Um, Dave, Dave Huber of the College Fix. Go to College Fix. You know, you can search his name. You could find his articles. Really, really, some tons of very interesting ones that I would have loved to have talked to you about because they're really, really, really interesting. Uh, even one that talks about how um, ads. There was one about an ads urging high school dropouts to go back to school was called racist. And I just think about what a disservice that does to, to young people who might, you know, feel like, uh, you know, they need that urging, but you can't do that because it's racist, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> right, Dave, yeah, 
Dave, thanks so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Go Rams. They're playing tonight. This is recorded, but um, at the night we're recording it, the Rams are, are playing. So uh, I'll be watching them and obviously you will be too. Thanks again. I appreciate it very okay. much. Jim. Thanks Dave. Okay. And thanks for listening. Another episode of Fides podcast that we, I appreciate you listening. Uh, please um, uh, recommend our, my uh, podcast to others. I'd, I'd really appreciate that. And uh, going to the YouTube channel as well. And I appreciate a subscription, a subscribing there and recommending, recommending it to others as well. So again, Dave Huber, thanks for being on of the college fix. Uh, see you next time.